Wanna whisper in your ear that you're, that you're good enough I wanna change the way you see you, you're strong enough Say them not know that you got more than meets the eyes And them not see you making stride after stride People all over the world want to know and understand the meaning of life and their individual significance. These two components are extremely important to our overall well-being as humans. Now, it, historically, each of these components, they're, they're found in religious paradigms or the paradigms of faith. And so people all over are constantly pursuing purpose. They're pursuing the general meaning of life, uh, morality, dignity, community. And so because they are looking for this, we often find these things in the constructs of some form of faith, some form of usually organized religion. And some of us have unorganized faith, unorganized religion, and that's becoming uh, more common as well. But we find these components, the meaning of life and our individual significance in some form of faith. Now, I want to describe to you or give you a definition of religion, of, of faith, of, of our beliefs, what that means, what that looks like, so that we can start to explore what healthy faith looks like and unhealthy faith looks like. Now, you are going to hear the passion in my voice about these things because um, faith is very dear to me. As you all know, I pastored for many, many years of my life, um, literally grew up in church, grew up with parenting pastors. My grandfather was also a leader leader in the church. And um, so this runs really deep in my blood and I'm extremely passionate about it. This is something that I will spend the rest of my days advocating for when it comes to healthy faith. I will always be advocating for healthy faith because I have a great understanding of what that looks like. And, and then I also have a, a huge understanding of what unhealthy faith looks like when things start to get real cultish and controlling. And so you're going to hear that passion in my voice. Now, listen, as you hear this, I want to give you a trigger warning. All right. I want to give you a disclaimer here. Some of us are in the midst of deconstructing from unhealthy religious practices. Some of us are deconstructing from certain beliefs that no longer serve us. And that is okay. I want to let you know that if you are deconstructing, you are in the space where you are reconsidering the things that you have believed, some of the things that you grew up on. Um, if you're suffering from religious trauma, being traumatized, right, in the midst of your spiritual community, a space that was supposed to be safe for you, listen, you may be triggered, but at the same time, we're going to talk about bringing healing to these things. Now, I feel as though... Um, um, this understanding is going to maybe go for a couple of weeks and I have already asked a special guest to come on with me and just share her heart and some of the things that she experienced. As I listened to her story, I started to like relate way too much. And that special guest is going to be my daughter. So she'll be coming on in some of the next episodes just to talk with us and 
share her experience, some of the beliefs that she picked up just being raised in a religious space, right? So let's define religion. If you get triggered by these things, you know I am here to help you walk through those things. Most of the time we need a professional to come alongside us and help us to um, unravel all of the confusion, all of the feelings that we're dealing with, understanding what is apropos and and, and the things that are outlandish uh, concerning our beliefs. And so I am here. You can go to iqueenup.com, check, press on book now or work with LaShawn, and you and I can start to have dialogue about some of the things that you experience when it comes to um, healthy religion and unhealthy religion. And so I would love to join you on your journey of healing, of undoing the trauma, and then living life in a healthy way when it comes to your faith, all right? So without further ado, let's give the definition of religion. Religion is usually defined as an arrangement of beliefs. Now, it, it is with, it can be individual. Those beliefs can be individual beliefs or they can be in an in, in organization, right? And it is characterized by loyal devotion, loyalty to a deity or to practices that express worship and devotion to that deity, right? So it's characterized by loyalty to a deity or loyalty to practices that express worship and devotion to that deity. That's the definition. That is Merriam-Webster's definition of religion. So loyalty to a deity may mean every single morning you're up and you are praying, you know, so that brings your devotion into a practice, right? Loyalty to a deity means, you know, for Christ I live, for Christ I die, right? <laughs> the mindset that says I am going to remain loyal to God. I'm going to remain loyal to Jesus Christ, to Allah, to Buddha. I'm remaining loyal. That's the definition of religion. Now, within religion, right, there are many um, ideas, viewpoints about life, about death, about the afterlife, about the spiritual world and how we engage in that spiritual world. Um, and there are also viewpoints on how an individual or a community should conduct themselves while living on earth, right? So now when we have all of these constructs, all of these viewpoints mixed together, we have a working definition of what religion means to us internally and what religion looks like in our behaviors. Now, most of you who have grown up in church like I have, you understand that there is a prescribed way of living, for individuals and for communities. Like you need to be in the house of God, right? If you have been a, a part of the African-American church, you've heard that many times, maybe in, in other cultures as well, but definitely in the African-American church, you have heard. I know it's good online, right? Since COVID. <laughs> I know it's good online, but you need to be in the house of God. You need to be in the midst of your community. That is a, a viewpoint about how 
an individual or a community should conduct themselves while living on earth, right? And so those um, those viewpoints make up that working definition and what religion looks like in our lives. Now, a predominant percentage of the world considers religion or their faith to be a significant part, not just of the week. You know, some of us may just go to church on Sundays, but a predominant part of the world believes that religion or faith is something that should be lived out daily. It should affect our daily lives. And many families uh, socialize their children according to their faith. And so we're rearing up our children to believe in the same things that we believe in, to um, follow in the same practices, to create, you know, a healthy, honorable, harmonious living. This is how you need to live. And usually when, when we study religion and we look at the effects of religion, this type of living having our children follow our constructs, follow our way of life, our religious customs, it usually helps. It usually causes children to be more community-minded. It usually causes, you know, children to be more conscientious of their behavior. There are studies that actually show that children who have been raised in healthy religion, they have less behavioral problems you know. And so this can be extremely good for our families. It can be extremely good for our individual lives, right? Because what happens is as our children are brought up under these constructs, not only are they being, you know, they're not only are they conducting their lives by what we say, but they begin to conduct their lives feeling as though God or whatever deity they serve is watching over their lives. And so they begin to conduct themselves according to the customs, the beliefs of their parents, and it keeps them out of a whole lot of trouble, right? But there is this, <laughs> this phrase, <laughs> like it, at, it literally blew my mind. And when you hear it, it's going to blow your mind too, all right? Now, it says that religious beliefs worldwide are responsible for some of the most honorable acts in history. And you know, when we look back at our, um, at our history, when we look back on Martin Luther King Jr. and the things that he did in the name of serving God, that dream that he had to, to bring liberty to people, it was a vision that we all consider came from God. So there are some extremely, extremely honorable acts in history that came because of faith, because of healthy religion. But this statement also goes on to say, while there are also, they are also, religious beliefs are also responsible for some of the most heinous acts as well. Religious beliefs are responsible for the most honorable acts in history, while they are also responsible for some of the most heinous acts, some of the most hateful behavior has come because of faith. 
If you look back on slavery, there are many people still today that believe that people should be enslaved in the name of God. People should be treated as less than in the name of God. And they will come up, they will, they will go to scriptures <laughs> to share with you why we should be mistreated in the name of God. There are, um, I mean, just women in general. If you look through scripture in the Bible, when you look through scripture, there is so much misogyny in biblical scripture. Oh my goodness. That you literally have to have an understanding of how to separate the invitation of God in scripture from the misogyny of the culture that wrote those scriptures, right? And so we are, many of us are in the midst of deconstructing from the misogyny that is literally in the Bible. And so some of us ladies have grown up being extremely, extremely submissive, more submissive than we really needed to be. And we have dumbed ourselves down to fall in line with scriptures that were written by <laughs> by men who were a part of a misogynistic culture. And because it is in biblical scripture, that is seen in a lot of our denominations, a lot of denominations don't believe that women should preach. Women should should have podcasts. Women ought to be silent and let the men do all the work, right? Let the men shine. Let the men have their day while women are treated very closely to property, to cattle, right? Just think about that for a moment. Like that that stirs something. That there's a trigger warning for me right there. Like that triggers me big time, right? So, we have healthy religion that is responsible for many honorable acts in history, but then there are also heinous acts, misogynistic acts, racist acts, right? Acts of murder, acts of, you know, uh, suicide in the name of religion that shows that just as healthy and helpful as religion can be, it can also be extremely unhealthy and detrimental to our lives, right? When you couple organizational or parental rejection on a person's life because of religion, religion becomes, again, detrimental, not just to um, our feelings in the moment, but it can absolutely become detrimental to human development. Ooh, right? It can become detrimental to human development. It can cause a constant state of uneasiness, despair. It is responsible for health complications. Because of the foundational role that religion plays in our lives, it can have far-reaching positive effects or it can have far-reaching negative effects because Religion or our faith, what we believe in, our worldview is a significant part of human development. All right. Whew. Take a deep breath. Okay. 
because I know this is huge. That's why we're going to take some time to really deal with this. This is why I came up with an entire course called post-traumatic church disorder right now I am making some I am tweaking this course I'm lengthening it lengthening it and like literally um putting some elements of deconstruction in this course so that people can heal from the trauma that they've experienced in religion. If you are interested in that course, listen, just send me an email. Let me know. You can DM me on social media. Let me know that you are interested in becoming a part of this course, and I will send you all the details for it because this is necessary. This is extremely heavy because faith has such huge implications in our everyday lives. In, in, in whether we have anxiety or depression or whether we're living an extremely happy, fulfilled life, faith has huge implications in that. And we can not ignore that. Once faith or religion becomes a foundational part of a person's life, it will impact them for the rest of their lives. So we can have 80-year-old people who still feel as though that they need to pay homage. 80-year-old people that should stay home, still trying to get out of their homes during COVID and get to church because they are fearful of an angry God who is going to punish them, leave them out, leave them behind because they did not make it to church. That's scary. That's, that's really scary. I was looking on TikTok and I did a a quick stitch with another content creator who was talking about how she um, watched all of the left behind movies. (laughs) And I had all of um, those stories, all of the books on audio. I listened to every one of them, watched every movie as well, right? And the premise of that left behind movie is based upon just like really simple scriptures. And the word rapture is never seen in the Bible, but Christians took the word rapture and kept saying basically that one day there's going to come and God is going to rapture all of the Christians, God is going to take them. You are going to be sitting in the bed. You're going to have your baby in your arms. And if you are not right with God, God is going to cause that baby to disappear. Catch that baby up in the sky. And all you'll see is the baby's clothes and you'll still be sitting there to mourn the fact that God has taken that baby out of your arms. Two people are going to be sitting in the bed. One is going to be snatched up and their clothes are going to be left behind. And you are going to be sitting there to mourn because you were not worthy to go with God at the time that he came to deliver his people. That's the premise of the left behind um, movies and stories. People are all left behind. (laughs) And they're trying to figure out where their loved ones went and they don't get an understanding of it till they go into a church and the pastor leaves a video and says, if you're watching this video, you've been left behind. Now, let me tell you the horror 
that took place, the trauma that took place in my heart when I listened to and watched those things. Now, um, the content creator that I did a stitch with, she talked about how that traumatized her. She said, still to this day, as a, a, a grown adult, I still, if everybody is quiet and I cannot hear, I still have trepidation in my heart, feeling like, ooh, did the rapture come? <laughs> and I could relate so much because, oh my goodness, like literally, when when people would be quiet in my house, it would be so uncomfortable for me. I'd be like, mom, mom, why? Because I'm I'm hoping that my mom didn't get caught up in the heavenlies and I'm still hitting, sitting here left behind. I also had a fear at night. I would be knocked out sleep, enjoying my rest. And when an airplane would go over my house, which it did regularly, my stomach would drop. Like I would have full on anxiety attacks because I thought that the airplane was Jesus coming back. Now, the crazy part about that is that I was extremely devout at this time, did, did everything I could to let go of secular music. I was like doing, doing everything I could to live the life, asking for forgiveness of just nothing all day, every day. And still, even though I was asking for forgiveness, the fear of God's abandonment rocked my life. It wasn't like the the reverence of God or the fear of God like we, you know, hear about in scripture. No, this was fear that God was the type of father that would abandon me just because I didn't have something perfectly right. Now, I know like I know this may be triggering some things in you and we're stirring these things up why? Because it's time for these things to be healed in our lives. It's time to start deconstructing from some of these things and um getting rid of the anxiety that it causes. Now, we are completely out of time for this week and you know, I am coming back full-fledged. You have the, the, the definition of religion. You have the implications of religion. You see what it can do. It can be healthy. It can be unhealthy. Again, I am inviting you to go to iqueenup.com. Click on work with LaShawn and let's start to deconstruct. Let's start to de-layer your soul from some of the trauma that has taken place in faith. I want you to be bold about it. I want you to like really be serious about this thing and understand how this affects your life so that you can start to raise your children in a new way or explain to your children the process or your family, your friends, the process of deconstructing some of these mindsets. Some have been healthy, but some have been extremely, extremely un healthy. That fear of abandonment, whoo, it is sick. It, it will cause you to be sick. It will cause you to be depressed. Religious rejection will cause you to be depressed. You understand what I'm saying? So I want you to really take this into consideration. Let's start your journey of healing. It is 
time. You, you may have been thinking about this for a while, but now this is the time for you to start walking in this. Religious deconstruction um, books are, are literally becoming <laughs> bestsellers on Amazon right now. Religious understandings, religious deconstruction, um, the history of religion, they are the highest selling books on Amazon as we speak. Why? Because people are wanting to know more. People are wanting to understand what's healthy here, what's unhealthy here, how can I start to live my life in a healthier way when it comes to my faith. Listen, I know this has been really heavy. It's been heavy for me. And I cannot wait until we move forward into talking about some more of these things. I'm looking forward to my daughter coming on and kind of sharing some of her stories. And I would love if you have a story that you want to share, a story that you want to talk about faith and how it has impacted your life. Listen, send me an email right away. DM me on any social media platform. It is the LaShawn Brooks on every social media platform and send me a email, DM, a DMail, an, a DM or an email and let's hash some of these things out. I'd love for people to hear your story as well. Listen, my podcast fam. I love you all so much. Appreciate you all listening. I want you to share this podcast and I want you to leave a review so people know that they can trust that their hearts are going to be fed when you talk with LaShawn Brooks. We will talk really soon. Next time is going to be absolutely amazing. Have an amazing, amazing week, my friends. You are love. You don't need anybody's validation. You got your own.